Religiosanity episode 23. Yes. Back with Pastor Andrew. And, and I thought, and to our regular theme, or more regular themes, which we are just listening what's going on around us in a society, and there appear from time to time some theological themes which might be interesting for us to talk about. Yeah. And uh, so this one Particularly is... Particularly theological insanity. Uh, theological insanity and theological sanity, you know, <laughs> like bringing it back to the sane or bringing it into um, deeper waters, you know, yes. or something like that. So, here we are, uh, that happened right before the Christmas, uh, during the discussion in Congress uh, about uh, impeachment. Yeah. And here is Barry Ludermilk. Uh, illustrious congressman, uh, congressman yeah. from Georgia yeah. with a sturdy background in evangelical Christianity. Uh, he has a Bachelor of Science from the Valent uh, Baptist University. Okay. <laughs> and he gave us this pearl. When Jesus was falsely accused of treason, Pontius Pilate gave Jesus the opportunity to face his accusers. During that sham trial, Pontius Pilate afforded more rights to Jesus than the Democrats have afforded this president in his process. <laughs> this is insane. First of all, just factually. Yeah. They wanted to have witnesses from White House. They were yeah. asking for it. They were declined number of times. Yeah. You know, so factually, in this time, it is wrong. Yeah, and this brings also a biblical theology topos for us to discuss. So, how was it with? Uh, Jesus's uh, own trial. Yeah, yeah. What do we know? From the history and understanding of the Roman law and, and practice, it is clear that what we have in, an, in the Gospels is just an legendary stuff. Mm. And we can talk about it uh, later. But historically, Romans really did not care about those subjugated peasants from their colonies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, you, you know, if someone was accused of treason or brigandry or being a rebel or pirate or something like that, there was no process or ha hardly any. You know, accusation was sufficient and sentence followed swiftly after and would be most often, especially for these uh, treasonous offenses, uh, it'll be crucifixion. Mm -hmm. and, and we know that Romans crucified many, 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 many people uh, in, in Palestine, besides Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Pilate himself is uh, on record being a brutal administrator. There are incidents described, political religious incidents. He had 
you know, running battles, mostly with Pharisees. So uh, for sure, Pilate was a historical figure. That Pilate was a historical figure. The, the, he was an administrator. He was successful administrator, Roman administrator of Judea, because uh, he stayed the longest time of all the, his predecessors and successors. Uh, he stayed there for 10 years. And that was very unusual. I think that only one more uh, matched that uh, tenure mm. uh, besides Pilate. Uh, many others stayed just a year, two years, and, and were done with it. You know, were recalled or uh, had a problem and, and were replaced. But Pilate was successful administrator there, and he was brutal. You know, uh, he, he tried uh, to put uh, forward the imperial cult. He, he offended uh, right at the beginning the Jews uh, by bringing standards, uh, Roman standards, to Jerusalem and had to withdraw them because of the uprising, which he took very, very badly. He had several other uh, situations where he suppressed uh, any kind of opposition quite brutally and many people were killed. Mm. And, uh, you know, unless it was a big uprising, we often don't even know about it. There is one incident described, I think, in Gospel of Luke where he, uh, where it is said, uh, just remember how Pilate makes the blood of uh, Galileans with the blood of their sacrifices in the temple. We don't know what it is, you know, and it is uh, in a passing mentioned in the gospel. Mm. So he was shrewd. He wanted to stop any kind of uh, uprising or danger for mm -hmm. Roman administration before it really started. That's the other thing, you know. So, for instance, for holidays like Easter, he would go to Jerusalem, even though that was not his uh, regular seat. He would be by the Mediterranean Sea in Caesarea uh, there. And, but for the holidays, he would make a point of going to Jerusalem to be personally present and oversee policing of the city, because that was the other, the, for Easter especially, many pilgrims would come to Jerusalem. Jerusalem grew for these major holidays um. and substantially, you know, maybe even multiplying its population. So you can imagine that mm. was, it would be roughly, there are estimates uh, going to million wow. of people, uh, but uh, it was more like 100,000 or something like that standard. And then when the major holiday came, it would multiply. Mm. So suddenly instead of medium-sized city, you would have substantial city. And people were coming from all over the world and all were celebrating the time of liberation from the slavery in Egypt. So that was religiously and politically charged theme because they understood themselves being subjugated by the Romans. So here they are subjugated by the Romans celebrating the holidays uh, of liberation. And it is known that this theme and around these holidays, there were uh, uprisings, you know, or 
situations which really made Romans very uneasy. Mm. And they had to use their uh, military power to, to suppress them. So this is the situation in which we are. Pilate was really working closely with Jewish um, aristocracy, civil as well as uh, religious. And what do you mean working with them? Uh, I mentioned that there were these tensions, but uh, we know that uh, Pilate, as an head of the government, had the right of uh, installing a new high priest. He did that early on and stayed with that high priest for all the 10 years, mm. which is, again, highly unusual. Mm -hmm. Caiaphas was his high priest. He was uh, uh, from the Sadducees uh, sect. Uh, Sadducees and Herodians were more or less this group which described the same group of people. Mm. And those were uh, local aristocracy religious and wealthy citizens of Jerusalem. And um, he worked with them. You know, they, they supported him and he supported them. Uh, he figured out this kind of uh, uh, chemistry. Mm -hmm. uh, while Pharisees, and Jesus was almost like one of the Pharisees, were in a growing tension because that was more popular movement of people. Mm -hmm. You know, that was definitely not aristocracy. Uh, Pharisees were representatives of, of peasants, you know, small people from Jerusalem and surrounding countryside, you know, among the Jewish people. And, you know, Pharisees were also more spread so definitely they were present in Galilee, while Sadducees would have their few representatives, but they would like to stay in larger places. Mm -hmm. That was their uh, primary, because it was aristocracy. And Romans, if they had an, uh, any kind of process, judicial process or whatever, they would have it for the Romans, they would have it for maybe the local aristocracy, really. You know, for the local Hellenistic cities, they would uh, adhere with the uh, high standards of Roman law. But for the regular people, they just did not care. Mm. You know, and especially as I said, if they were labeled as rebels or uh, troublemakers, yeah. uh, uh, they would just have a very, very simple solution. There, there, there was actually one path within the administration of justice within the Roman Empire, which was like an expedited process. Uh, uh, where really these niceties of hearing the witnesses or whatever, that the, if the accusation was strong enough and was coming from a trustable, I would put it into quotes, trustable yeah. sources, that was it. Yeah. You know, you might be given a chance to defend yourself, but the, the chances that you would be listened to by, <laughs> by the administrator yeah. would be minimal. Yeah. So uh, that is the description of uh, hi historical context. Yeah. And to that, 
we then go into Gospels. Yeah. Now, and uh, in the Gospels, what we have is uh, more or less a legendary stuff. It's a recreation after the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, clearly, Jesus was uh, arrested uh, and was executed. He was executed as a pretender of a throne, you know, or as uh, someone who claimed to be an, or that was the accusation that he was the king of the Jews. You know, it is on a on a plate above his head on a cross, mm -hmm. uh, and I would consider that to be, to some degree, uh, historically truthful. Mm. And uh, that was the accusation. It might be misconstrued somehow, but you, you, you know, this kind of a challenge of sedition, they would call it, would be absolutely, regardless whether you meant that spiritually or whatever, that was yeah. strong enough for for you to be crucified to be picked up and crucified you, you know especially the king being the king yeah yeah yeah, yeah. king of the jews uh is uh is just uh too too strong and even if it was not the kingdom from this earth or whatever they they would not have enough attention span even to to, <laughs> to, to figure that out to, to, to try to figure yeah. out what is the difference between uh the spiritual kingdom of heaven you know or yeah. kingdom of god and 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 being a king of that kingdom or something like that that was Pilate would just hear the accusation and have jesus executed yeah and the accusations came most likely from herodians or that aristocratic uh, group from Sadducees or priestly caste uh, who were upset about the cleansing of the temple and all that kind of radical uh, theological stuff. Mm -hmm. They disagreed. Jesus was for them a radical wing of Pharisaic movement and uh, they saw it as a potential danger. And so, like they, as I said, that they worked together with Pilate and they saw this as a potential trouble, potential uprising in Jerusalem, charged with this theology of liberation from Egypt. Mm -hmm. And so they just picked Jesus up and uh, then uh, Pilate executed him. Uh, and it was Pilate or Romans who executed uh, Jesus, not Jews. Uh, Jews might be complicit in it by, you know, pointing him out yeah. To to Romans, or saying if there if you are worried about troubles, there is your troublemaker, right? <laughs> you know, or something like that. But uh, and not Jews in general. That is the other thing because here Jesus is one of the Jews, right? And he is here representing maybe one of the 
streams within the Pharisaic, rabbinical uh, Judaism. Mm. Uh, and so it, it is their continuous tension in between the Sadducees and Pharisees. You, you know, it started with uh, like a civil war in Hasmonean period, you know, centuries before this time. Mm. Uh, and um, so, but what uh, about he, the whole the whole idea of of calling out and saying, "Do you want to release this man?" That is oh, that that, 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 that that is very much. It it follows so much uh, that kind of pattern of of uh, similar folk stories mm. uh, and and so on. It it has that. Uh, it, it is a literary device to kind of heighten mm. um, or to depict the differences between, you know, here you have uh, a just man suffering unjustly and mm. on the other hand you have the one who is uh, guilty of sedition yeah. or rebellion and it, who is being released. Yeah. Uh, Romans would be absolutely crazy and nuts if they did anything of this kind, <laughs> you know, they almost there, there are no historical precedents for it uh, no one ever in any other sources besides go, uh, Christian Gospels heard about releasing on the holidays uh, and a true guilty person mm -hmm. you know in the per, pers from the perspective uh, of the Romans mm -hmm. of course because Romans at this stage mastered uh, the use of language and propaganda. Mm. What we know until, you know, now. But this really started very well uh, with Romans. Mm. Uh, the labeling. Mm -hmm. You know, so we might call them uh, freedom fighters, they would label them rebels. Mm -hmm. uh, or pirates. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and and degrade them through that. Yeah, and they they were using it very efficiently. And the other thing is that we already in the gospels, in the biblical gospels, see that there is this tendency to at least exonerate or paint the Romans in a little bit better Light. colors. Yeah, yeah. The oldest would be Gospel of Mark again. And that's the shortest. And then you have this growing uh, anti-Judaism. Mm -hmm. I'm not calling it anti-Semitism because that's the different thing. Here it is in the early church, it's anti-Judaism. Uh, that means against the Jewish religion rather than against the race of people yeah. as Jews. That will be anti-Semitism. Uh, and that is like 19th century stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, when the racial theories and other things came. But uh, the, here in these early stages, stages it is anti-Judaism, and you have this, uh, you know, his blood on us and our children. You know, that is not in Mark. That, that comes with Gospel of Matthew, for oh, instance. Wow. You, you know, or uh, that exoneration like uh, wife sending, I had a dream, don't do anything bad to this guy you know, uh, meaning Jesus uh, uh, in Gospel of Luke, for instance. Mm. That's, that's coming in Gospel of Luke. And then, of course, it did not stop there. 
and that's why I think that here we are dealing really with um, um, legendary stuff, because then you see this legend growing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so outside of the Bible, there is the whole library almost uh, of, of literature about Pilate in early Christianity. It is called Pilate Cycle, mm. and it contains a number of writings. Uh, and uh, so... These are all about Pilate. Uh, yes, yeah, primarily, not only, you know, about the process and about the pilot. Mm. And so you have the Gospel of Nicodemus, where the, the first part is the Acts of Pilate, mm. and then there is Christ's Descent to Hell in, in one piece mm. uh, put together. It's like two parts. And uh, Christ's Descent to Hell is another legendary further development. There are few hints of it in the Bible, mostly in uh, later epistles. Mm. But uh, it's mentioned in First Peter, you know, Jesus descending to uh, hell. But um, the Acts of Pilate are portraying in more detail, partly quoting the Gospels and giving more data. We saw some of it in uh, Proto-Evangelium of James, you know, quoting some of the biblical stuff and yeah. putting more uh, stuff around. Yeah. Uh, for instance, naming all the different people mm. which are unnamed in, uh, in, in, in Gospels. Mm -hmm. Even in the early times, Pilate is portrayed more and more as a Christian. <laughs> what is the impetus to make him better than he was? There, there are also differences between the Western and Eastern uh, church. Mm. So in Western church, the Pilate is more naturally depicted. While in Eastern church, he is depicted more and more he is never called a saint, mm -hmm. but he is not far from it, really. <laughs> you know, he is uh, called, uh, if not Christian, then Christian in spirit, Wow. for instance, and, and so on. There are whole long sections where he is uh, quoting Jesus's miracles and how he should not, uh, you know, the, isn't this the one who healed this paralytic? Isn't he the one? And Jews are just giving it to me because they are envious of unable to do these kind of wow. miracles uh, and, and so on and so forth, uh, yeah. you know. So that that is the source why he is being portrayed as uh, if not directly, so almost a saint. Yeah. And, and, and until almost complete exoneration of him, you know. And uh, so that is why I think that the, even what we have in the Gospels, it's like the early stages of that legend, which later on grew into this uh, almost uh, nonsensical dimensions. Yeah from a ruthless governor of Judea into a proto-Christian uh, defender of Jesus who is forced or manipulated into executing. Very often he just, uh, 
gives Jesus into the hands of, of Jews to be crucified, which also does not make sense because uh, crucifixion was really the Roman uh, punishment, mm. uh, Roman way of executing. And um, also you see this very low understanding of Judaism mm. there in in these like second third fourth century christianity yeah. where they are misrepresenting judaism yeah. uh, we have a law that we should not heal anyone on the sabbath but this man with his evil deeds has healed on the sabbath the lame the mutilated the withered the blind the paralytic the deaf and demoniacs, Pilate asked, with what evil acts? They answered him, he is a sorcerer and a Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. He cast out evil spirits and all are subject to him. Pilate said to them, this is not possible to cast out demons by the unclean spirit but by the god Asclepius. <laughs> so there is a little bit of uh, knowledge of Hellenistic uh, tradition, mm -hmm. but clearly not uh, of the Jewish tradition. Mm -hmm. You know, you see this uh, kind of hinting or borrowing from the Gospels. But even in the Gospels, it's a part of the uh, Pharisaic discourse. You know, what we see in, the, in those healing stories, for instance, is a discourse in between the different streams within the Judaism. Mm. You know, what is appropriate for the Sabbath. But definitely not that there is a strict law against uh, it. Uh -huh. Okay? Uh, it's, it's more a matter of, of discussion. Yeah. Uh, you know, what is appropriate. Yeah. The Jews said to Pilate, We beseech your excellency to place him before your judgment seat and to try him. And Pilate called them to him and said, Tell me, how can I, a governor, examine a king? They answered, We do not say that he is a king. He says it of himself. <laughs> You know, uh -huh. so here you have more theology going on, yeah. or uh, you know, than than anything of 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 that kind of uh, stuff. Yeah. So it is more like a theological, uh, simplified theological sermon or discourse for early Christians. Mm -hmm. You know, and Pilate was angry and said to the Jews. Your nation is always seditious and in rebellion against your benefactors. The Jews asked, what benefactors? Pilate answered, I have heard that your God brought you out of Egypt, out of the hard slavery, and led you safely through the sea as if it had been dry land, and in the wilderness nourished you and gave you manna and quails, and gave you water to drink from the rock, and gave you the law. And in spite of all this, you provoke the anger of your God. You wanted a molten calf, 
and angered your God. So here wow. you have, you know, absolutely no way Pilate is going to say anything of this kind. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's kind of like just, chastising the Jews and their with their own. Yeah, 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 stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 just partly. Yeah, yeah. Here you see the, that apologetic or ah. Uh, uh, Early Christian propaganda, anti-Jewish mm-hmm. propaganda, being rehashed, yeah, 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 <laughs> you, you, using this drama, yeah, you, you know, to and 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 again, a rather simplified, you know, very very superficial, not really going into any mm. kind of depth. Uh, mm-hmm. Here we are getting. Uh, the names of those who were crucified with Jesus, for instance, in in this uh, Gospel of Nicodemus, uh, those are Dismas and Gastes, for instance, mm-hmm. and, and, and so on, as I mentioned, that there yeah. are those. And that is another sign of legendary, you know, if you don't have in the oldest uh, sources a name, suddenly a name appearing, uh, yeah. several, if not decades, maybe centuries later, <laughs> that is um, that is most likely simply completely wrong, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and it's a sign of legendary development. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, that, that this stuff. Uh, then from Pontius Pilate to Claudius, his king greeting. That's that letter to Claudius. Uh-huh. There happened recently something which I myself brought to light. The Jews, through envy, have punished themselves and their posterity with a cruel punishment. For their fathers had promised that God would send them from heaven his Holy One, who would rightly be called their king and whom God had promised to send to earth by a virgin. Yet, when he came to Judea, when I was a governor, and they saw that he restored sight to the blind, cleansed the lepers, healed paralytics, expelled evil spirits from men, and even raised the dead, and commanded the winds, and walked dry shot upon waves of the sea, and did many other miracles, and all the people of the Jews acknowledged him to be the Son of God, the chief priests were moved by envy against him, and they seized him and delivered him to me, and telling one lie after another, they said he was a sorcerer and acting contrary to their law. And I believed this was so, and ordered him to be scorched, and handed him over to their will. And they crucified him and set guards over him after he was buried, and so on and so oh, forth. Yeah. So this, this is the letter, you know. Yeah. And here you see all the development I mentioned earlier <laughs> being present, and yeah. uh, including that Pilate just allowed that to happen. <laughs> and then they crucified him. And they him. crucified <laughs> him, which is just absolutely, you know, they're very... Uh, that by exposure in the Jewish tradition, there is, uh, you know, in, in the, I think it is in one of the Samuels or somewhere there in, in, in the prophets, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's present there. And it is not completely unheard of 
but crucifixion per se and uh, definitely under the Roman occupation that was reserved only to Romans. Yeah. Jews would not be allowed to crucify anyone. Yeah. I returning back to to our story, what we have in the Bible is is a legend trying already to portray uh, Jesus's uh, process uh, in in better light for Romans. Mm -hmm. than it actually was. Mm -hmm. Yes, there might be some meeting of the wills between mm -hmm. Romans and high aristocracy in Jerusalem mm -hmm. who were complicit in it, but, you know, saying that it is all the Jews or something like that is nonsense. And thinking that Jesus received uh, more fair trial than, than Trump, you know, is just completely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and, and now we know a little bit more about that, yeah. uh, more about the context of it. Yes. And um, it's, it's just a pity to pick up these religious parallels. And that is what, what, what is really dangerous also. Yes. This, this, this is their separation of uh, religion, church and, state, ch yeah. church and state, or religion and civil administration should be closely watched. Yes. I, I consider this to be the place, mm -hmm. more than any other, you know, mm -hmm. trying to use simplified sound bites yeah miss to some degree misquoted or without deeper understanding for your own quick political ends yeah and that 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 is dangerous and so for you it's doubly annoying because of what you just said and also because of you as a theologian knowing that this is just bad theology. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is not thorough deep theology. It is really picking up what we see developing in that early church into fervent anti-Judaism and dangerous uh, outpouring of that. And here using it maybe not with this anti-Judaism immediately. Okay, but it is implicit in it. Mm -hmm. And so then those attacks we are just now seeing in our city, as diverse as it is, yeah, and as Jewish as it is, is just scary. And I think that it is coming from these subliminal messaging. Mm -hmm. You know, because by taking this without mentioning that it is a legend, yeah. for instance, and taking it seriously and using it for the, for this political struggle is with it bringing this baggage, which yeah. we are aware of in when you do proper theology. Yeah. And so that is what makes me really uh, like worried yeah. and slightly angry. Yeah. And that's why it is important to discuss uh, openly. And hopefully people will, those few who listen, yeah. 
would listen and be informed yeah. a little better. Yes, I think and so. Thank you for spraying sanity over this absolute insanity. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Until next time. Thank you.